Thank you, Lord. This time, guys, we're going to be shifting into our communion portion of our service. We just want our hearts quiet before the Lord. So this is just perfect. Mind, just maybe be seated just quietly in your hearts right now. If our men can prepare for communion this morning. The Bible says that as um, we take communion, it's very important that we evaluate our hearts, that we don't take communion unworthily or in an unworthy manner. If we could have our men come at this time, and I would just ask today as you receive the elements of communion, uh, the grape juice and, and the bread, if at that point, if you could just begin, or maybe before you even receive them, you could just begin asking the Lord in your heart, and, and just begin kind of uh, evaluating your own heart before him, and just saying, Lord Jesus, if there's anything between me and you at this point, if our relationship is strained or severed or broken in any way, that you could begin to repair that by saying, Jesus, I'd just like you to, to just begin to fix the things that are broken in my life. So the men are going to begin serving from the back, and they're going to move their way forward. I just ask as the piano just quietly plays, that you just maybe bow your head or quiet your heart right now and just do some personal evaluation. Here at Watford City Assembly of God, we practice open communion. That means if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't need to be a member of our church or anything like that. You can celebrate with us today. We'd love for you to join us.
We'd ask that you would just hold the elements for just a moment and we're going to partake all together. As the ushers are finishing up, why don't you just begin to thank Jesus in your own heart right now, just thanking him for dying on the cross for us. Jesus, where is she going? our ushers are finishing up, I'll share some scripture with you this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our sins. He purchased our freedom. He purchased all of the things that that would hold us back from a relationship with him. And he forgave our sins. God's love and kindness and grace was poured out when he gave his son to die in our place. He was punished so that we could go free. He purchased our freedom with the blood of Christ, blood that needed to be shed for our sin. The payment for sin was death and needed to be settled. But John 3.16, one of the most famous passages in all the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Today we are reminded of the great sacrifice that Jesus gave for us on the cross. Jesus said when he met with his disciples as they shared the last supper before his death, he said to his disciples that they were to remember him by this special meal. And that's why we celebrate it in our churches across the world today. Jesus took the bread, the Bible said. If you take your piece of bread and hold it, Jesus said, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We're going to pray and thank the Lord for the body that was broken in our place. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you bore the stripes upon your back. Your word says that it is by your stripes we're healed. 
God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the sinless life that you lived that was represented in your body and that it was broken, it was pierced for our transgressions, it was crushed for our iniquities. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice in my place. Let's partake together of the representation of the body of Christ. That same night, Scripture tells us, Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Just hold the cup and let's thank the Lord for the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we just worship you today. We thank you for shedding your, cross, shedding your blood on the cross for us. God, your word says that without blood, there's no remission of sin. There's no way to pay for sin. There's no way to, to equate the penalty of that sin, to, to stop it, but only by your blood. And Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for shedding your blood in our place for our sin. Because it says that though our sins be as scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. We thank you for your blood. Let's partake together. see, Jesus didn't just shed his blood that night after he, he uh, had the last supper with his disciples and he didn't just go on the cross and die and be, remain dead. He didn't just be the sacrifice. This song is truly the anthem of Easter. Death, where is your sting? Our resurrected king has rendered you defeated. Forever he is risen. He is alive. Thank you, Jesus. God, we do thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive, that you desire to have a relationship with us, God, that this is central to our faith. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to celebrate with friends, Lord Jesus and to just grow closer to you. So God, as we look to your word this morning, I pray that our hearts would be open and ready to receive all that you have for us today. Holy Spirit, be at work throughout this room today that many lives would be transformed and changed forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Praise God. The resurrection is truly vital to the Christian faith. You see, without the resurrection or Jesus rising from the grave, then Christianity would be simply another religion. It would be simply people following another dead person in history, people worshiping someone that died a long time ago, people following their advice, 
If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, he would just be a good prophet, a good teacher, a man that surrounded himself with people and then died. But the Bible says something vastly different. You see, in Romans chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ our Lord. He wasn't just a man. He wasn't just a person in history. But the Bible says that the fact that Jesus rose from the dead proved that he was who he said he was, the Son of God. God in flesh. In fact, Jesus says in Revelation 1.18, Jesus says, I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and the grave. The fact that Jesus is alive is powerful. It is absolutely powerful because after Jesus rose from the grave, he went to his disciples and he made this statement he said to them in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said, he came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. All power is under my disposal. Everything. All power. All authority Jesus holds in his hands. Everyone loves to be on a winning team, don't they? We all want to be on the winning team. We all like to win. We all like to be on the side that wins, maybe the comeback team. We want to be that, that group of people. You see, this statement that Jesus makes that I have authority over everything, if you were to choose to follow Jesus today, just for that statement alone to be on the winning team, that'd be a good choice. That'd be a good choice. Jesus says, I hold all power of everything. Jesus rose from the grave, and he gained authority over everything. Jesus is alive forever. He can't fail. He can't lose. He can't die. He can't be be beaten. He is supreme over everything in the universe. The Bible says, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. That's who Jesus is. So Jesus overcame death and hell and the grave for a specific reason. It was for us to have eternal life. It was so that we could go to heaven forever with Jesus. And Jesus didn't just die for you, but Jesus also lives for you. That's a great thing to take home this morning, is that Jesus didn't just die for you. He didn't just love you enough to die for you, but he loves you enough that he lives for you, and he wants a living and vibrant relationship with every person in this room today. He wants to be a great friend, much like the person sitting next to you, a spouse, a coworker. Jesus wants to be that close. The closest relationship that you have on the face of this earth, Jesus wants to be closer He wants to have that kind of relationship with you personally. Yet he still has all authority over heaven and earth. Wouldn't that be a great friend to have? It'd be great to have that guy in your corner, to be on the winning team with Jesus. You know, Jesus overcame all of these things. He's always there for you. Many people in this room think that God is against you. 
that God doesn't like you. For some reason, the wrongs that you had done have caused him to hate you in some capacity. The Bible says that that is drastically wrong. In fact, it says in Romans 5.8 that God demonstrates or proves his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were at the deepest depth of our sin, that's when God loved us the most. Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely incredible. So the Bible says that God not only loves you, but he wants to be a great friend to you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. He, in fact, has a great plan and purpose for your life. A great plan and purpose that the only person that can thwart or destroy or wreck that purpose for your life is actually you. He so badly wants you to have this plan and this purpose that's all laid out for you, and he's excited about it, and he wants to have a relationship with you, and he wants to walk with you, though it's not always going to be easy, and there will be times that are really difficult. He says, I'll never leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll always be there for you. That's why Jesus, he didn't just die for you, he lives for you. He wants that vibrant and living relationship with you today. Guys, so here's the question this morning, I guess, is that Jesus died for you and he lives for you, but the question is this, will you live for him? I want you guys, you saw that there was a piece of paper on your seat when you came in here. Can we just take a minute? I'd like everybody to grab that piece of paper. If it was on your seat and you thought somebody was saving a spot for somebody else and you were scared to sit there, you know, everybody grab that piece of paper. When you grab that piece of paper, why don't you just, uh, just wave it at me like this, okay? So I know you got it. All right, let's get a picture of that. That's awesome. Very good. Thank you. Put that on my Facebook. Um, everybody's got a piece of paper. This is what we're going to do today. I want you to write something in just a moment on this piece of paper. So there are pens in front of you. You're going to have to share. It's very short what you have to write so you can share with your neighbor or whatever person next to you. This is what I want you to write for me. It's actually a question. I want you to write the answer to that question. It's this. What do you live for? I want you to write on this piece of paper, what do you live for? What is the reason that you live? What is the purpose that you get up every morning for? I'm going to continue talking here, and you can write some things down on your card, one thing, whatever you want, or multiple things. But here's the thing, guys. Most of the people in this room, we all live for something. But most of the people in this room are not really sure what that is. So when I ask you this, it's kind of difficult to narrow down, but I want to give you some some choices here or thoughts maybe to provoke other things that you can write down. Why do you exist? Many people actually live just to exist. There are a lot of people that just go throughout no purpose. When they wake up in the morning, the first question they ask is, why did I wake up today? I mean, there's really no purpose for my life. I really don't understand why I continue to live. I'm not really sure why I'm on this earth. But most of the time, people can pinpoint something that they live for, and they could write it down on a piece of paper. So everybody's doing this. Nod your head if you're doing this, okay? Four people, great. Could the rest of you help out and do this too, okay? Everybody's writing something. Some people live for others. Do you live to serve your kids, your family, your spouse? 
Some people live just to please others. Are you living to gain acceptance or something like that? Maybe that's why you live. That's the real number one thing that you want. That's the thing that makes you feel the most filled is that when you gain acceptance of some, some kind. There are people in this room that live for affirmation. Every day you long for someone to notice you. You long for someone to care. There are some people in this room that live for authority. You live for power and status keeping up with the Joneses, keeping ahead of the Joneses. Some people live for money. Some people live for wealth or what that wealth can buy you. Some people live for a career, fulfillment through hard work. When they wake up or when they go to bed at night, they want to feel like they've accomplished something. And so each day they work harder and harder and harder so that they can get that feeling of accomplishment every night when they go to bed. That's why they live. There are people in this room that live for an addiction that every moment of every day revolves around when you'll get your next high or what your next relationship is or when you'll get your next drink. There are people in this room that simply, if you were to put one word on the card, you could just put self. You wake up every morning to please yourself. You go to the restaurants you go to to please yourself. You do the things that you do to please yourself. And continuously, every moment of every day, every waking second of your life has, revolves around me and making me feel good and trying to have as much fun as I possibly can to fill myself. What pleases me? So what are you living for? Because everyone lives for something. Everyone lives for some sort of purpose. You see, guys, it's not just people that don't know Jesus that that are living for all of these things. People that do know Jesus get their priorities all messed up too. They start living for themselves or living for all of these other things, and, and they can love Jesus on the side, but their main focus is this. This is what I'm living for. If I was truthful today, if I were right truth on this card, I would put that I'm probably not living for Jesus, I'm living for this. Jesus is just a sideliner, just something on the side. What are you living for? But Jesus is asking you today, I live for you, will you live for me? Many Many people in this room would love to be on the same team as Jesus. He's a winner, remember? He's the one that you want in your corner. But what you don't realize is in order to follow Jesus, it will cost you something. In order to follow Jesus, it's going to cost you something. Yes, salvation is free, but it was far from cheap. Jesus paid for it with his blood. He felt real pain as he was crucified on that cross, as he was whipped and beaten and bruised in your place. Listen, salvation is free, but don't ever think for a moment it was cheap. It came at a great price. came at the price of Jesus Christ. So to think for a moment, we say to ourselves, you know, that what, what would you trade for Jesus? You see, the Bible is very clear that it will cost you something to follow Jesus. In fact, I'll tell you what it'll cost you. 
It'll cost you what you wrote on that card today. You see, Jesus said in Luke 9.23, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. If anyone would come after me, if anyone wants to come after me, if anyone wants to be my disciple, if anyone wants to follow me, if anyone wants to come after me, he has to do what? He has to deny himself. He has to take up his cross and follow me. What does that mean? Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to live a life for me, Jesus says, you are going to have to stop living for yourself. You are going to have to allow your selfish desires to die. You will have to daily deny yourself and choose to follow me today. Living, for your, living your life for Jesus is not a one-time thing. It's not just, hey, I'll show up on Easter Sunday, I'll pray a prayer, and then that, everything will be good, and, and I don't have to worry about that again. I'll just, I'll just do that. It'll be my punch my ticket for the year or whatever type thing, and I'll, just, I'll be good. Amen. But Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, how often? Daily. Daily. And follow me. So maybe you're here this morning, and I really don't care if you, this is the first time you've ever walked in these doors this morning. In fact, you thought that the, the, the doorposts were going to cave in because you hadn't been in church in so long. If, I don't care, okay, if that's you, or if you have been in church all of your life, that you, you were born in a church. This is everybody across the board. It doesn't matter if, if you're religious, if you can read this thing every single day. The bottom line comes down to this, is that are you living daily for Jesus Christ? Because it will cost you something to live for Jesus. You know, I know it would be really easy to give a, a real uh, message of, of love, and we shared about that. It was God's love that sent Jesus Christ to the cross. But here's the bottom line, guys, that it was not cheap and it will cost you something. It will cost you to make a choice today to serve Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. In fact, at the beginning of our series, I said that this word was not a human word. It was only a God word. But I want you to tell you something. If you choose today to serve Jesus Christ for the rest of your life, that choice that you make today can be a decision that will last forever. Forever. So we're making forever decisions this morning to serve Jesus Christ, not just to say a prayer, not just to, to respond in some fashion. We're making choices to serve Jesus Christ for the rest of our life and forever. So maybe you're here this morning and you said, well, I, I've served Jesus, uh, but you realize that you're really not truly serving him that there are a lot of other things in your life. And this morning you say, you know what, I need to completely rededicate my life to Jesus. Maybe you've never even heard the plan of salvation before. But I want to offer you something this morning. You see, I want to offer you a trade. As I was praying this week for this message, I just felt like God spoke to my heart and I try and listen really well to him. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish his voice and I just really felt like I was supposed to um, write 
100 Jesus cards this Sunday. And God said, I want you to ask them if they are willing to trade what they're living for to live for me. Anyone in the room want to trade? Come on up. I'll trade you right here. Just throw it on the stage. We'll do a little faster that way. Well, make sure you get a Jesus card. Don't leave without one. Whoop. Whoa. Thank you. Sorry to make you stand up here too long. Anybody else? Good trade. Last service. One person jumped up, a whole row of teenagers piled out, first ones to get their Jesus card. I know many of you are too embarrassed to come to me, so I'll come to you. Anybody else? Right where you're standing. Sir, can you pass that now? Anybody else? Through this section? How about this section right here? Anybody? Thank you, sir. Anyone else? Thanks. Anyone else? This section? Yes. Ma'am, here you go. Thank you. Two. Would you like to trade me? Yeah. All right, I like that suit today. It looks nice. Two back here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. I'll come over to this section. Anybody else in this section here? Trade? Awesome. You want to trade? You're just living for stuff. You say it's not worth it. I want to live for Jesus. Absolutely. Anybody else? Anybody else in the section? Thank you. Here, we'll just trade back here. You want more than one? You have two? Okay. Oh, oh, we're getting low. Anybody in this section here? Thank you, ma'am. Some of you would say, why in the world would you waste this kind of time in the service to do this? Probably the most important thing we'll do all year. Anybody else in this section? Oh, quite a few. Good thing I had more people make more from last service. Good stuff. There you go. Good trade. There you go, guys. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. All right.
How many do we need down this row? Three? All right. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. Last call. Anybody else want to trade what you got on yours? You want to trade it for something that lasts forever? I'll trade you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Two. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I'm not trying to force anybody. I have four left. <laughs> I'll trade you. Sounds good. Yeah, I can walk. I can go a long ways. So I'm willing to walk. Good trade. You know what? I'm out of cards. But hold on. Wait a minute. No, this is a good one. I'll write you one. On the back of yours. Yes, sir. There's someone else? Give me some more white cards. Whatever you got there, Pastor Chad. One? Great. Steve. Oh, you got some white ones? Okay. Who else down here? All right. Anyone else? I'm gonna, I misspelled that one. I'm going to give you a different one. Thank you. you want one? No, it's a blank one? A blank one? Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm coming. You know what? Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes us a little bit of time to, to say, okay, we're going to do this. It's okay. That's good. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Oh, some more people? All right. There's one for you. 
Don't want to give you somebody else's what they're living for. There you go. All right. Are we good? After the service, last service, I had a gentleman come up to me. He just, uh, just newly gave his life to Jesus Christ in the last year or so. He said, Pastor Sheldon, I'd really like one of those Jesus cards. I'd really like to live for Jesus. He said, but I wrote down, first thing I wrote down was self. He said, I knew that wasn't right. Then he said, I wrote down family. I live for my family. I said, that's good. I said, did you know that the Bible says that, now this is going to rock some people's world, so just hold on, okay? So the Bible says that, Jesus said that if your love for me doesn't appear as hate, to your father and your mother and your brothers and your sisters. That was really hard for him to hear. I wanted to tell him the truth. I said, Jesus has to be. He won't take second place. Are you willing to trade your family? Are you willing to trade all of your selfishness for Jesus? He thought for a minute, and I went to give him the card, and he held on to the other card, and I said, no, 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 you have to give me your card first. He said, Pastor Sheldon, he said, I wrote my family down on the card because none of them know Jesus, and I so desperately want them to know Jesus, and that's why I wrote them that I'm living for them. I said, here's your card, buddy. Guys, some of you might think this is just kind of a silly illustration. People are like, man, I've never been in a service where you do something like this. I never have either, except last service. <laughs> but, but this is the seriousness of what you did today, was that you said, I am willing to forego my selfishness, my own desires, and I want to live for Jesus for the rest of my life. And that is far, that is just powerful, powerful. And I believe that God, we've been praying for you guys for weeks now, believing that God would touch your heart and that you would be prepared to do that, that you'd be prepared to turn your life over to Jesus Christ. So this morning, what I want to do is I want us to pray together. If you guys would bow your heads with me, and maybe this morning you didn't trade your card. You couldn't, or you were shy, or something like that. You said, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be stuck out. I don't want people to, to look at me. And, but at the same time, you said, you know what? I do want to serve Jesus. I do want to serve Jesus. And I am willing to trade my card for whatever Jesus has to offer. This morning, if that's you, we're going to pray together as a whole congregation. If you would repeat after me, and we're going to pray this prayer. And if you want to serve Jesus the rest of your life, this is a very simple prayer of salvation. It's just saying that you surrender your life to him, that you ask him for forgiveness of your sins, 
and you ask Him to be the, the master of your life or the Lord of your life. So that's what we're going to pray together. So would you repeat after me as a congregation? Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I offer everything I have to you. Will you forgive me of my sin and come into my life and be my Lord and Savior forever? Amen. Pretty awesome Easter, huh? Guys, we believed by faith that uh, over a hundred people would either give their life to Jesus or rededicate their life. Then I had people write more Jesus cards after first service. And then I had to write them out by hand throughout the service. Guys, over a hundred people either rededicated their life or gave their life to Jesus for the first time this weekend. Isn't that absolutely incredible? God is so good. What an awesome Easter. Would you stand with me this morning? I'd like to close in prayer and pray a blessing over your life today. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you are alive and that you want to be a part of our life, that you want to be a great friend to us. And God, we just ask today that you would come and fill and indwell in the hearts of the people today, God, that made trades. They traded their life They're denying themselves. They're taking up their cross. They're following you, Jesus. And from this moment forward, God, we ask that you would go with them, that you would fill them, Lord Jesus, with your Holy Spirit, that, God, they would be uh, a, a tool and an instrument for you to use to bring about your will on this earth, Lord Jesus, that, God, you would use them to touch people's lives, to influence others, to love others, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would use each person, God, that surrendered their heart to you today, Father, in a powerful way, even this week. So, God, I just pray a blessing over each person that's here today. I pray, God, that you would continue to draw them closer to you each day, that one day each person in this room would come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. God, we thank you that you died for us, but you didn't stay dead, but you also lived for us. And we thank you, Jesus. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you shake someone's hand nearby and tell them, I'm so glad Jesus is alive.